We're on. Lit. It's a, it's about time. Lit. What's happening? This is the uh, the brutally honest podcast with Harrison Barron. Today I am joined by Mr. James Rocker and Mr. Michael Rocker. Good evening. How's it going, man? The uh, so that's James and Mike. Uh, James and Mike are actually the uh, the president and vice president of Nerds That Care. Um, but the goal of this podcast is not so much to have them talk solely about business, but to also have basically see who they are, not just business owners and business runners. Um, and obviously they have to work on or in their business. So I kind of want to get dig deep down and I obviously know them very well, but I want my audience to, to, uh, to learn about them and, and their insights and the, the practical jokes that go on in the office. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. This is a uh, truly an amazing setup you have here. Uh, why don't we talk about you for a second? Look at this place, man. This is uh, this is incredible. I understand uh, you're just getting started here with the Brutally Honest podcast. And, Episode one. Um, I really like what you have going on here, and I think you have something great. So this is, uh, I believe, the start of something really, uh, something passionate that you're about, but uh, something that looks really, really cool in the making here. Yeah, good luck, brother. Thanks, man. Appreciate awesome. it. Appreciate it. So we were talking before. Obviously, we're killing some BS. Got some uh, Blue Point Hopticals. I'm, I'm still waiting for one day when they come drop off like a pallet of beer. These or, like, are couple awesome. cases. These are these are mighty tasty. Guy, you yeah. got to use the little cozy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got a little cozy for you. I got no, th- thanks to uh, Draft Top, draft top and, and Old Soldier. Hold on a second. It's not a cozy. It's a koozie. A koozie. What's wrong with you guys? What are you? Like? These, what gotta, are you, millennials? Come on. We know we know all that you're going to say. What are you, millennials? What was I watching? I was watching a movie the other night, and I forget what it was, but the boss was a millennial, and he's like, and then the and the woman's like my generation. And then the guy was like, "There you are the the dictionary, the encyclopedia, the records are right. You are the hardest working generation of all time." You know? <laughs> this woman just she's part time. She's there fifty hours a week or whatever. Nice. I think it was, I think it was Bad Moms. You ever see Bad Moms? No. Yeah. I saw I saw a part of movie. It was terrible. I saw a part of what is it? The interns the other day. Part of. Uh, I don't know. With Vince Vaughn. Oh, the internship. 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 Oh yeah, yeah. At Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're at Google, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, it's so funny to see them. I like, I haven't seen the whole thing, but it was just so funny to see them play that role in that movie. So, truly genius. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Um, truly genius. Genius. Yeah. No. Absolutely. The I I I love that. What? What? Nothing. Go on. Uh, I want to see. Uh, you guys ever see? Fuck. What's that movie? Dodgeball. And what's the other one with them? Dodgeball is awesome. Oh, Dodgeball is a great movie. I like that Dodge one. a wrench, you could dodge a ball. <laughs> <laughs> savage, <laughs> savage motherfuckers. I love it. So you can, uh, there's no uh, no language barriers here on the no. podcast. Huh? As we're, we're live in action. There's no, just so everybody knows we didn't rehearse anything here. We're just Nothing's been rehearsed. We're just sitting here like, okay, let's chat. And uh, Drinking. what do you guys want to talk about next? Well, the as we're on the uh, Blue Point uh, Optical Illusion uh, conversation here, these beers are phenomenal they are i like you know honestly the blue point beer that that brewing company is fantastic their summer ale is probably one of my their, my favorite beers that is made um out of all the summer ales and i i drink uh we used to drink a lot of beer now i drink a lot of uh scotch whiskey but um throughout the summer Classy. yeah throughout the summer i mean the beer the i mean they have like the, the montauk brand yeah i'm not crazy about the montauks but I don't know. Blue Point always makes a really good summer ale. Yeah. So do you ever want to do yourself a favor and get some of that this summer? <laughs> this, <laughs> this was not paid for. 
by Blue Point at all. If anything, it's sponsored by the Nerzak Harris. We could talk about that a little bit if you like. Yeah, so listen, let's support local business, right? So we're talking about Blue Point for a minute, but I believe in supporting all your local small businesses and, you know, not to toot our own horn. That's what Nerds That Care is here is a growing Long Island-based uh, small business. We're an IT company, right, focusing on helping business owners organize their technology, um, help their businesses grow with technology, and really embrace how technology can change their business and and uh, help it upon improving you know, they're, let's call them deficiencies, if you will, to make a more productive uh, place of business, right? That's what we're here to do. Definitely. No, I agree. I agree 100%. And uh, it's, I mean, whatever, I've been with the company for a year now. And for anyone anyone that's listening who didn't know, I do work for the Nerds I Care. Um, it's pretty, uh, uh, go for it, just whatever, crack it like, uh, like you own the place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> crack it up in beers. Yeah. Um, but it's... It's definitely cool to work for a smaller business, and I feel like a lot of the people that I that I've grown up with and stuff like that, they're all working for these major corporations, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, I work in the city at this place, whatever. I'm like, oh, congratulations, how's your uh, six hour commute a day, uh, and you don't even know if you're gonna get to work on time because the uh, the LIRR. brutal. Yep, brutal oh, that commute. Seven really minutes, is. baby. Seven minutes. After oh, uh, love it. After I got out of college, I went to uh, work for Citibank for a couple of years. And uh, I had to do some training in Manhattan, lived up in St. James, so I took that northern line on the train system. And uh, I guess, I think maybe it was you that told me this, James, um, you used to call it the silver snail. And that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It was like a two-hour commute ride from St. James to the city. It was it was awful. I got up at like 6 a.m. just to get there by, get on the train at like 6 a.m. to get there by uh. 8 so I can get downtown to get to the office by 9 that's crazy. Oh, you know, it, God, it's three it's hours. Three, in the it's a, you're not even. You're not even a little bit wrong. It's a six-hour commute. Yeah, for it's eight it's hour like down. four if you're like really lucky. Well, if you get on that Ronkonkoma line, yeah, you hop on the Ronkonkoma you know, line. Your trip's not too far off of like Penn. Yeah, and then and the second you boom, get you jet to work. But the moment you get that 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 perfect route, that's like that. Oh, they have a seven nineteen train and gets you in it at eight thirty. It's like perfect. They change the train line right <laughs> now. It's a seven nineteen is no longer there. Now it's the 714 Ugh, or just or worse it's a 727 and you're completely screwed now you gotta get on the 650 that is what we call the grind my yes. friend that is the grind that Thank is the, literally the, like the definition of the grind let me tell you i could not grind. i could not um do that i every time i'm on the train i feel like i am uh ca- help, you know being held captive of somebody's uh mm-hmm. I'm, I'm being held hostage i mean you know like i it's mean just- it's it's great like you're going to the city you're going to get banged up party whatever it is it's great you don't have to worry about driving. You sure. can pretty much Uber home uh, from whatever story. train station you're coming back to. But like that daily grind where you're relying, like, Uber. all right, you miss an hour of drinking. No big deal. You hop on the next train. But when you miss that that train in that morning or it leaves two seconds because there was a car accident and you didn't get there soon enough or on the way to the train station, whatever it may be, I feel like, screwed. I feel like most, most bosses in the city from people that I talk to, right, because I don't have a boss anymore, but... Uh, you know they're they're flexible if you miss a train or weather or whatever. But you know 
I always couldn't stand being. It's that uh, pressure, though. I mean, I always needed to be in charge of my own domain. You know, I needed yeah. to be in my car. I'd much rather be in my car, driving in and out of the city, yeah. than uh, yep. sitting on the train. But that's just me. Even, like, even if I, I would imagine, even if you get a good boss who's like, oh, you know, if you're late, whatever, it's okay. I know, the, I know the train's late, but like, even you still have that mental pressure of like, oh my god, I'm not gonna be at work on time. Like, even if I hit a red light, and that's one red light, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to drive a little faster than I should. Gotta make up those thirty seconds just so I can walk to the door speaking on time, of, and I have a seven and a half minute commute. Speaking of red lights, I uh, I had to get in this morning before eight o'clock because uh, the guy coming from Safe Light to fix the windshield. So they they did this whole thing. They come on Monday. Sorry to change the subject so no, fast, no, no, but it's all good. I had a red light story. So I'm racing here to get you know get here, and I totally blew the red light on Lakeland. Meanwhile, I'm switched cars with my wife, so I got my wife's car. It's all registered to her. Ooh. She's gonna get the red light ticket. I just know it. You know what? She'll get that shit tomorrow. If, no, like, no, what the dude, fuck is it? They're so <laughs> slow with it. They take like two months. Oh, two man. months. The best part is, like, she just ran one the other day. It was one hundred fifty dollars. So it's a hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, hundred fifty. Well, she was a Nassau. Uh-huh. You know, those cameras are pretty easy to hack. Did you know that? Like, are you? Are you, we, this what is are you a, insinuating? Yeah, yeah. What are you insinuating? <laughs> the, there's a guy you know, that was in Suffolk County who was trying to. Uh, yeah, the red light, red light Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, would he like, ran for Congress. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. He was. Um, he would either. I think he would like spray paint the lens so you couldn't. Um, so the camera couldn't see the car, or he would go in and he would like pull off the, the little box and cut the cables. He's a savage. So ridiculous. Look like savage as could be. That's awesome. No, listen, you know, this the technology is pretty cool. In fact, uh some of the guys that we work with lay the uh fiber optics, you know, out in the street and do a lot of the infrastructure for those security cameras. So it's pretty cool. We have a good understanding of how they're uh they're sort of set up and whatnot. But uh yeah, certainly no denying when you uh when that light goes off, man, you know it. You you're I- like shit yep i got one and i was so mad i was so mad i got it because i was like all right i saw i got clipped and i was like you know what maybe it wasn't me just maybe i I was pretty certain i had blown it whatever no big deal and like a month goes by i'm like i'm home free not getting a ticket and sure enough like a month and a half two months later and i it showed up and i'm like god damn it but that was nice because that was when they were like 50 bucks pop but it was like all right it's 50 bucks not that bad but 150 they're going up, man. That's steep. Yeah, because everybody's getting smart. Greedy bastards. You got to get a... You got to... No, it's all good. You got to get a, that spray for the license plates. That's illegal. I'm not telling anybody on the show to do anything illegal <laughs> at all. But I've heard... Why would we do that? ...from reliable people that I think it works. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, it actually does work for sure. You know what's not illegal? DraftKings. <laughs> Stop but, trying to get us to join your damn fantasy. You know, I was going to tell you. I was going to tell you something right now. Right? I don't what, care if it's one hundred sixty-five dollars. What time is it? We're, we're live on it's the like air. It's like six fifteen or whatever. It's it's six fifteen. I was going to tell you. You know what? There's not a lot of people listening to our show. Is because Wednesday night is 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 lineup building night for golf DFS. And don't give away your secrets. For those of you who don't know what DFS is, it stands for Daily Fantasy Sports, and I am officially addicted to. This, uh, you know, this movement, if you will, of uh, daily fantasy. But there's a tremendous amount of money to win. And I've, I've actually, I would say that I've been doing very well with it. And uh, looking forward to talking on maybe a uh, special podcast of uh, 
brutally honest uh, DFS type uh, style stuff. Be- better than Groupon? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, you want to talk stocks? Let's talk stocks. So hey. Mike, Mike brought up Groupon and Mike came into my office the other day. He's like, Harrison, not telling you to buy anything, but the owner of what was the owner of Groupon just bought a couple million dollars worth of shares. So, so I, I happened to be. What do we call that? Well, it's not insider trading. It was. A, it was. Yeah, a, it was public insider trading. No, well, knowledge. there was a. There was a. He's on the inside and he's trading. I mean, come on. <laughs> I happened. I happened to notice that one of the. You know, uh, it's a public company, so you can't call it an owner, but. Someone high up had purchased a large grouping of shares. Uh, it wasn't during like earnings or anything like that. It just happened to be like, hey, that's what the, you know, people look at the this and they evaluate and notice if uh, if the stock is low, people who believe the stock will go higher, who are inside the company, will purchase more shares because they feel the stock is undervalued. It's a very common practice, and uh, I happened to notice this, and I told Harrison. You know, take a look at this this number. It was trading at three fifty, three dollars fifty cents, the security price. Boom. I said, "Hey, Harrison." I said, "Pick up some shares of this. Get your money back." He did. Two days later, he started a podcast. Two days later, he <laughs> bought a laptop and all these microphones. It was great. Got, got myself a Lamborghini and nice Benz. No, I, I made a, I made a couple hundred bucks off that. that yeah, that I mean, whatever, useful. dude. But so yeah. we all did. Hey, it's but, all good. I mean, technically, I didn't make any money because I still haven't pulled out yet. Pull out game is not strong. Ah, see with this one. Mm. So see, you gotta be no. I told you today. I, I know, I know, I know. Anyway, so I give so many, so much general advice on podcast uh, investing in <laughs> podcast. Let me give you some advice on your podcast. First Walk. of all, okay, uh, you know, but let's face it, you know, not everybody can sit in front of their computer all day and wait for a stock to go up and pull out. Like you said, I mean, you're you're out there. Doing your job, running, you know, running sales for the nerds, doing your thing, cranking it out, and you can't be watching that stuff all day. So yeah. it becomes very difficult, and that's what happens to a lot of people. So you have to be careful when you get a stock tip or you hear something like that because um, while it might be good, you know, it's there's other other yeah, rationale behind it. certain things. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Had I been watching, I probably there's would, a lot I, of facts. I would have pulled out today. I definitely and listen. Let's be honest. Today. We call we call stock trading middle class investing, right? So, you know, I picked that up from a book. I'm no uh, I'm no expert, or you know. No, I mean, well, when you have a lot of money, you you hire people. That, I wish I had a lot of money. You hire people that are wealth, quote unquote, wealth managers. Yeah. What do we got? Anything good? Nah, it's just Sean. <clears throat> I think McNerdy's listening oh, no. to the podcast right now. Big awesome. shout out to I Sean wish. McNerdy. He'll definitely be uh, pounding that. One of my favorite button. nerds. I got to tell you something about all the nerds. Just a bunch of great guys and girls that. Uh, that work for me, really passionate people about uh, what they're doing, which is helping clients stop being frustrated with their technology in a very simple way, you know, whether it's their work computer, which is what we primarily focus on, but a lot of times people are working from home now, so it turns out that we're helping them with their home computers as well, or their home networks, or what, what yeah. have you, so, you know, listen, all these, guy, all these guys that are running the service desk and are uh, helping clients and uh, our team has just been amazing for me. It's you know been very humbling to go from uh, working in my garage. With, literally, when I started, I had ten cents in my bank account, and um, you know to what it is today, which is uh, fourteen employees, six thousand square feet in Bohemia. Seven you know. million dollars of business every year. You know, listen, it's uh, it's very very humbling to know what uh, 
you know, and I didn't do it just by myself, you know, but big, you know, team, of, team of guys and girls that really, uh, really care about what we're doing here. And that's, uh, why we're the nerds that care, you know? Yeah. So, so Sir? if, if we'll cycle back to the whole business side, what's it like to, to be the owner and have your brother being the vice president? <laughs> Cause I know most of the time I would want to shoot my brother for whatever he did. He did this wrong. He did this wrong. It's very, I feel like that'd be very stressful and you'd have to have a lot of trust in, in something like that. It's a great, it's a great question. And I think honestly, if, uh, if we were closer in age, we might not be in the situation uh, that we're in now, which is really the fact that um, we're five years apart. I'm the older brother. And, you know, think about it. When you're five years apart, you don't get to really do many things together growing up because you think about it, right? When, when I was five, he was being born. You know, when I'm 10, he's five. I don't really want to play with him. Now I'm 15. I don't want nothing to do with him because he's 10. <laughs> now I'm 20 and, uh, you know, I, I'm off to college and he's just getting, you know, he's just getting started with high school or whatever. So we were at very different ages of our life. And um, we honestly really didn't be, start becoming really good friends until after we were kind of both out of college. So, um, you know, it really comes down to we've really become really close friends um, much later in life. And. You know, we have an understanding. That's not an easy thing to do is work with family. A lot of people say, oh, you know, never work with family and friends. And, you know, I think that's there's a give and take with that. But I think that, you know, listen, if I get to most people become more friendly with people that they work with because it's, it's a very simple formula. You're with these people more than you're with your family, right? You're with your your coworkers uh, 40 hours 40 hours a week, sometimes more. So you become, that that almost becomes your family. So I always said to myself, I want to build my business with people that I like, people that I want to be around, people that I think motivate me for whatever reason, uh, people that are smart, people that I think that are smarter than me, um, you know, in cer certain aspects of the business and such. So, um, you know, I know what we're, he, he knows what we're here to do and, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty straightforward about it and we kind of leave family where it, where that is. And we bring work where, you know, we try to be all business and we're here and we love to we joke around. I mean, you know, we have a, we have a, we have an amazing time here. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's a, I mean, it's a party every day, you but know, work is very serious as you know, well. It's, there's yep. a lot going on, you know, clients, clients, businesses are serious things. I mean, we have a very challenging business, you know, being tech, you know, being a technology partner for our clients it is definitely not easy. Um, yep. You know, very, you know, very you much not even close to black and white. Yeah. Not even close to anything black and white. I mean, everybody is different. So to be able to be a resilient, uh, you know, employee in this, in this industry is just, I think very difficult, yep. you know, and, um, can be very challenging at times, but, uh, not to lose sight of, uh, putting a little bugger in noogies and uh, wedgies. <laughs> Let me tell you about choke the time slams. I choke slammed his ass. Ouch. Yeah, that's right. His, he's actually Just, in phys you know physical what? therapy right it's now. It's not related, but... <laughs> it's related. I choke slammed his ass, and now he's in physical therapy. Oh, we have to call man. the HR department. He is the HR department. So back the in Michael the, Rock. Yeah, back in the day, I, uh, I didn't really ever like wrestling, but for whatever reason, I had friends 
that I hung around with that liked wrestling, and we're talking about the the WWF and uh, now what I guess is WWE, right, or whatever it is now. I don't even know. Yep. <clears throat> but anyway, I thought it would be a good idea to practice the uh, quote unquote choke slam move, um, like on a me. hardwood floor. Yeah, no, it was uh, in my mother's uh, in my, my mother's den. Of course, uh, in I our mean, house, but probably the best place to wrestle. Yeah, he's uh, he's feeling a little bit of that pain still. Sorry, Mike. I <laughs> yeah, you know, apologize. it is what it is. I'll just say, uh, stepping back here a second, uh, regarding you know being brothers and whatnot. Um, there's a there's like a language that we both speak that's that people don't understand, you know. And he can come in and say a few few the seven, womb the womb language. He can come in and say a couple words, and I immediately know. And I don't know if it's just being together for so long or whatnot, because you know what I've been here six and a half years now, um, but. There's just that connection between the two of us, and and he doesn't have to say more than a few words, and I already know what to do or how to move forward on a certain task. And uh, there's a good yin and yang, I would say, with us. And it, it makes it easier for him, at least I hope so. It definitely makes it easier for me, because I know there's people who don't aren't here anymore who couldn't, couldn't hack it, and and they just couldn't get the task done because... They would come to me and say, what is he talking about? What is he referring to when he says this or that? And I would say, you just don't get it. You just, yeah. You're just not on the same wavelength, man. Yep. You know, Harrison, you have that wavelength, which is good. Yeah. You know, you get it. Like, I appreciate that. He says something to you and you, and you understand. Like, Poppies. Right. <laughs> you understand. Yeah, right. I got to get these three things done like, yeah. it's, like it's right critical. now. It's critical. Right. And some, and some people just don't understand. Like, what is, what is he talking about? Why is it this way? Why is it that way? Yeah, and you gotta, you kind of gotta see the whole, the the big picture of things, and right, yeah. the forest through the trees, right? Yeah, I think so, that's the hardest thing for a lot of people. Let me you tell know. you, I've worked for, I've worked for, um, small companies, really small companies, startup companies. I worked for larger companies, corporations, and I even worked in the government sector, which was a huge corporate, huge, whatever you want to call it, uh, government entity, and I've seen how employees work in different environments or how they have to work in different environments. And let me tell you something, the people that work in small business are the hardest working people because totally. if you're not, if, if you're, if you're in a small business and you don't have that drive or that work ethic to basically get things done, you'll completely drown. You will, you will essentially weed yourself out. And we've seen it here yeah. with a lot of employees that, you know, not that they, not that they weren't smart, not that they didn't, you know, not that they weren't good people, not that, you know, whatever the case, but they just felt like they were probably way overwhelmed, way over their head, or somebody was making them look stupid because they were working harder or faster than them. And I tell you, when all of our customers, all of our clients are small businesses, you know, and you can go into an attorney's office, a title company, uh, a limo office, a construction office, you know, a home builder, uh, these people are animals. They are animals in there. Yeah. You know, and I always say, you know, in a in a five-person business or a 10-person business, you know, let's do some easy math. If it, in a 10-person business, if 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 one person is down or two people is, are down, that's 10, 20% of the whole yeah, company. Sick, vacation, vac- somebody's on Whatever vacation it is. and somebody gets sick. But just even if they have yeah, a computer yeah, problem, they're saying. Right, that's 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 a, a huge percentage of the company. You put it in a, put it in perspective of a uh, you know a ten thousand employee organization. Can you imagine if a thousand people called in sick on the same day? 
you know, or a thousand computers were down. I mean, that's that's a huge blow to the business. So the same thing goes for a small business. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I, you know, preach to the guys is uh, guys and girls is that, you know, this is this is their lives that you're supporting. And, And when something's not working. The reason that they want it done yesterday is because they're not making any money. They're, you know, they're, their business is essentially stopped. And it's our job to do whatever it takes as fast as possible yep. to get them back up and running. It doesn't, great, matter, it doesn't matter whatever it is. Another yeah. great reason to outsource the IT. Boom. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, James has it right. James had it right when he, when he started the Nerds Jim, Like Care. Jim, James he knew. He, no, but he knew. He came from that world. He saw the benefits of companies relying on outside organizations to fulfill their needs of IT because they can't rely on their own employees, especially in a sector where a lot of it is, you know, what, let's just not sugarcoat it, civil service where people just don't care. They just want to get in, get out, get home, you know? Yeah. Let me tell you a true story. <clears throat> we can use names, right? Not names of people, but yeah. I was doing an email migration for the Rocky Point School District, and I was working with, directly with uh, BOCES at the time. And I'll never forget it. I was uh, working through a third party. Actually, we weren't doing it directly. It was I was I was being outsourced, right? So here's another here's another example of where companies like us, small businesses, end up doing all the work for the big guys anyway. So it's a huge company, passed to a medium sized company, passed to a smaller company, and then passed to the nerds, right? So we're and I'm have to directly interface with POSIs. and we were about I kid you not. 98% done with the migration. There was really no reason to stop, except the clock at 3 o'clock. And that's when that person's time was to go home. And I looked at the guy and I said, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're packing up? We're almost done. Now I have to go home. I'm, I'm done. And, he, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, I, you know, I said, I said what I had to say to try yeah. to, conv- to convince this guy, listen, we're almost done. Like, please don't go home. He went home. I couldn't believe it. I had to come back there the next morning. You know, it's just like the whole district was down. How does how does a business operate care. like that? He how didn't was, care. You know, and I wasn't allowed to stay. That was the whole point. I was getting kicked out of the building because I was getting locked right. up or whatever the case. But that goes on out there all the time. Yeah. You know, and that's just one example. But sure, it was absolutely mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Yeah, yeah, yeah this me close to being finished. Mind-boggling. Yeah. Meanwhile, this guy's like, I'm not getting paid a cent more. To be here past three o'clock, and, and I ain't gonna fucking be the, here. The best part was, is guess how Rocky Point felt about it. Okay, whatever, no big deal. No, yeah. no, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. It is a big deal. Yeah, right. no, it, it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. And that's how they were able to get away with it. But that's going. That's what's going on in schools and government and state. Sure. And poly, you know. Yep. I mean, it's just. Mm-hmm. I actually, <clears throat> it was funny. I interviewed a woman not too long ago, very, very recently, and she went from the private sector to the government sector and she said it took, it took her five years to just slow down five years to go from being a you know tenacious animal in the small business world to you know mm-hmm. this other sector sloth yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean you know that's crazy it's crazy that you have to slow down to and especially I mean I can I can I kind of want to say I could understand if it's in a different field but like technology changes every single day I mean we have to be on the cutting edge. Um, the newest and latest and greatest is coming out, and I con- I conversate with people outside of the office, and we're talking about like, oh, do you see that? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And did you see this? And they're like, what do you mean? What What did I miss? And I'm like, 
they make a TV now. It's the size of 25 sheets of paper, and it, it magnets to the wall, and it has a sound bar below that does all the graphical processing on it. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, dude, it came out like 24 hours ago. What are you... Uh, what, zero day, what, baby. Zero yeah, day. Why, yeah, why, yeah. why don't you know about it? I was like, this is, the, this is the coolest thing I've probably ever seen until right now. So cool. it's awesome. it's definitely like a, it's definitely something that you need to always be staying up on, and, yeah. it, and it's pretty cutthroat. But it's crazy. I read so much. My wife's like, "What are you doing now?" And I'm like, "God, I'm yeah, get reading. off the iPad." You know, she, I'm reading. She, she thinks I'm playing like Super Mario Brothers on my laptop or something. I'm <laughs> so not. I'm so not. <laughs> I was talking to uh, to Lee from Sandler, and she's going to be on the show. And and Lee is a uh, a sales trainer and 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 pro- I guess professional. They're coach great over me. there. They are yeah. absolutely tremendous. And, tremendous. Uh, yeah, Sandler's great. She's telling me a book to read. I'm like, oh, I don't really read books. And I was like, I also got this book, this book, this book, this book, this book to read. And I was like, on the way here, I was kind of listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson and subatomic particles and and the seven planets that they just recently discovered and this that and the other thing and she's like you are insane like you're coming to sales training and you're thinking about subatomic particles and how you can't even ma- measure an electron. And I'm like, oh, you know, this is kind of like I was I was driving here and I was pretty in, I was pretty deep into it at that point. That's great. And, and she's like, you are a nut job. Like ha- like nobody in this room. Everybody's probably listening to whatever coming into the office music, this that and the other thing. And you're listening to subatomic particles and gray matter. And I'm like, hey, like, yeah, I've I've thirty twenty minutes in the car. I was like, that should be. That's where I'm learning. I was right. like, I don't learn. I mean, yeah, I learn in school, but I mean, it's. I feel like I'm dragging my heels in school because it's like, oh, you got to wait for this person. You got to wait for this person. Yeah. It's not really exactly what you want to learn. Where it's like, this is like, maybe not exactly what I want to learn, but it's like, holy shit, this is so interesting. I, I would say the majority of time I spend in a car is with a, either a talk style radio or something else. I'm sure, I, for sure, James is listening to fantasy sports. The, and- James literally will listen. James. And I'm going to rat James out so hard right now. But I've left the office at like 6 o'clock. We get out of 5.30, whatever you want to hang out, clean up some stuff. And whatever. I'm like, all right, James, you know, I'll see you later. And he sends me a Snapchat at like 8, 9. Sorry, babe. Maybe even 10 o'clock at night. And like I knew, I know what he's doing. Because when I'm leaving, I hear fantasy sports on. And I know, I know. And he's, he's looking up at the, looking up at the ceiling right now. And I, I know he's, he's scoping out players and, and building the lineup. And... Yeah, oh, yeah, during, hey, hey, babe, I'll be during his while. email migrations. <laughs> never, never. You know what's crazy? You know what's funny is, um, I know you guys are. So I'm sitting here and I'm I'm technical, and you guys, you know, getting there, right? So yeah, Mike's uh, Mike's been with the company now six years. Harrison's been with the company a year, um, and since our move to our new data center, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the work that we do, we're we're technically coming out of there, and there's a location issue. Uh, DraftKings can't really understand where we are because we're technically, you know, in one location and really we're not. And they're seeing that as a red flag because they're thinking that you're trying to because there's locations that you can't play yeah. uh, the game. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's actually being, you know, it's trying to be fooled. So you have to do a little bit of the uh creative whatnot with the location uh, to actually ha- have it work here in the uh, company. But. Anyway, dude, I love I love I love DFS. It's great. It's great. Good and, stuff, man. And I sit on I sit on the radio. Oh, I I play I play DraftKings, man. I love DraftKings. I can't I can't get into. It. I mean, I tried. I tried. I, I will Let me tell you something. I don't you know can put it. in three dollars. <laughs> where where can you making this case, Harrison? <laughs> where can you put in three dollars and potentially win three million? Three million. <laughs> I'm not, not three million, but it's like two hundred and fifty grand, thir- even thirty grand, ten grand. I mean. 
Oh, it's great. The mo- the most I've won out of one contest has been about eight eight hundred bucks on about a three dollar about a three dollar entry, which is awesome. pretty nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty sweet, man. That's crazy. It's like a different form of gambling. I so, mean, it's a different form of like stock trading. I well, mean, just it's it's not a company. Yeah. I mean, it kind of is a company because a player is. Yeah. I mean, they're just like a company. They take in money. They spend money. They they make decisions. They go out. They drink too much. They, you know, I, they, I they, they actually they actually said that uh, last night, uh, I guess Tuesday night, would would have been the most popular played. Uh, hockey night, the biggest hockey night. Really, uh, I guess out of out of the year. And last was, night, last night, because huh. basically, because uh, you know, no baseball hasn't started yet. Football's mm. over, and basketball is on the break. Oh yeah, and so the only thing going on. So basically, we call ourselves DFS junkies. The DFS junkies See, playing hockey have nowhere else to go. Oh, sorry, except I hit, uh, I hit. I'm sorry, Miles. My bad. That's Mike. <laughs> Goddamn earthquake! <laughs> the podcast thing. is falling apart. <laughs> Christ, the wheels are falling. Two, yeah, two beers. This guy's fucking loaded. Anyway, <laughs> so that, that so then you get into DFS golf and uh, and hockey now because you know other things. So anyway, it's it's good. It's good. Stuff. No, don't touch it again. Don't touch it again. <laughs> I it's will. The springs. I, I, will, I will eventually get it's into. The, uh, it's the springs. Listen, they, they make these beautiful, but they're so do expensive. That. I think they're like a hundred dollars. But they make. You these... just went from our fucking listeners from one to zero. Way to go. Yeah. No, uh, no, no. Giselle is. Well, Giselle is in the long she run. She just fucking turned it off. Actually, no, Giselle's will, staying the whole time. I'll, I'll give trust Giselle me. a shout out. Let's yeah, Giselle let's bought me these. Um, these. It's called table topics, and. Uh, let's I, do one. Let's just do one. Let's do one now. We're out of topics. We don't know what the fuck to talk about. I mean, let's do one. Let's let's give a shout out to Giselle and we'll do one right now. All right. All right. Then Lizzie. You gotta shuffle the deck or no? <laughs> no, I'm just gonna because this is out of the package. I don't know. What's the most it. scared you've ever been? Oh, you guys fucked up. Ooh, damn. <laughs> most scared. <laughs> Shit. I gotta think about that for half a second. Yeah. All right, tell me about the times you guys were little baby back bitches. <laughs> scared. By the way, that is my Man. favorite term. <clears throat> Other than oof, Man. that might talk. Oh, that you mean oof? Yeah, oof. Uh, so there's this guy. Jimmy. I don't know. Like something just came to my head. I don't know if I can say it's the most scared I've ever been, but something else might come to me here. Um, I don't know how many Long Island listeners we have. I would imagine imagine that we're going to have mostly Long Island listeners, but some crazy shit happened down at Shep Jones once. But mm. uh, but the, but the, Chef Jones, Chef yeah. Jones, you know is, that is, that is? Uh, it's a street over in Stony Brook where awesome. some crazy shit goes on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's you know whatever. Oh, I think you told me this. Some crazy shit happened down there to my to my story. buddy Tim, by the way. But that's not the scariest shit that ever happened to me because I was home uh, with my mom and my brother at a, at one point in time. Um, my dad, uh, my dad had moved out, so it was just three. It was just the three of us, and uh, I'll never forget it. I had so I must have got some. Uh, like CO2 uh, BB gun, right? And and my mom hated it, right? She fucking hated that I had this fucking gun. And um, <laughs> I used to keep it under my bed and whatever. Just don't let your brother get to it. You know, I got that, to right? it. You got to it. <laughs> so one night we were, whatever, either, it was a while ago. I can't remember too much, but I remember that either. It was, it was pretty late, you know, like nine o'clock at night or something like that. And the fucking garage door opens up to the house. Right, and my, we we live on this. We we live in a ranch, so it was a ranch style home. And if anybody that doesn't know, ranches when you walk in, you can go down the stairs or up. No, the no, stairs. that's a high ranch. The oh. ranch is one level. Oh, ranch is one level. One oh, level. A ranch is one know? level, right? Yeah. Basement downstairs. Ran, ranch Usually is basement. one level. No upstairs. Okay, we had a basement. Now my house was a little different. It was just it was situated on a property where my garage went underneath. Um, 
the 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 first floor and actually was part of like the basement. So picture if like you walked into a basement, you can basically hang out in the basement and you can walk right out of a door and you're in the garage, right? So the garage was right underneath my bedroom and the freaking garage door just starts opening up randomly. Now we're like I'm sound asleep. We're like my mom's <laughs> I like out cold this whole story. Right, I'm like, get the gun. It's under my bed. Like, meanwhile, like this thing's a piece of shit. It's not fucking killing anybody. Like, if anybody comes into the house, we're, we're, we're fucking done, right? You know. But I remember, like, I was like, I was like protecting my mom. I was like, Mike was, I think, I guess, like he said, he was sleeping. But I was like protecting my mom, and I, I remember, like, just you know, listen. I thought somebody had some remote, right, or some kind of remote control device. I mean, this was, this was to put it in perspective for you. This was. 97 96 no no it was much more earlier than that really yeah i was uh it was definitely before high school or right around the time that it was probably like around 93 something like 92 right so people were i think going around with their electric uh, garage door openers see, driving around the houses because it was on a signal right so just a radio frequency it's something very basic you could technically drive around and do it today to see which which thing you're going to open yeah, eventually you hit one you know absolutely it's just the radio frequency that's all it is you know now they're serial coded there's yeah. those can be hacked as well we can talk about that later but <laughs> but anyway my mom we don't was hack, so by scared the way, unless now, we get paid for that's it. a white hat so yeah you know, we basically, my mom was freaking out, and I'll never forget it. We went down to the basement together. You know, listen, making sure no one, you know, and I don't even I don't even know if we had an alarm at the time. Some crackheads. I can't remember if, if, you know, if we had an alarm at the time, the alarm obviously starts beeping now, and now you're like, what do you do, right? If, you're, if somebody comes in your front door and your alarm starts going off, it starts beeping, right? A lot of people's first reaction is to run over to the pad and shut it down. Well... No, let the alarm go off, right? You want, yeah. you want the, yeah, get, the, get the alarm to go off and you want the police to come, right? Yep. That's the whole purpose of the alarm. But sometimes right. people's reaction is, oh my God, I got to turn yeah. it off. No, don't do that. What I need a pad doing? in the bedroom right. so I can turn so it I don't off. Think, I, don't, I don't know. My but parents I, have I think we had an alarm. <laughs> Give me a break. I don't know if we had an alarm at the time. I can't really remember. But I remember that being, you know, one of those times that I, you had, it was that, I remember it that still to this God. day, right? That pit in your stomach that you're just like, whoa, what the fuck is that? What's going on? Yep. Or, or someone, you know, whatever, right? Whatever your situation is. So that was a pretty, that was a pretty Mike, good time. And Mike's still unconscious for this whole thing. Yeah, th- I'm pretty sure I slept through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah he was fucking There's uncalled. a couple of things that I slept through that like I never would have thought probably. I slept through. Who the hell knows? Dude, I used to, so having a little brother was great. My mom would be like, clean your room. So I would take all my shit and I would fucking throw it into his room. I'd be like, <laughs> Mike, clean your room. My room would be clean. He once, he threw a soccer ball at me. Like, I don't want this shit anymore. It's yours now. And my father had a couple of these posters like that he bought, and he had them framed. They were Corvette posters because he loves Corvettes. One of them had like the entire history from like 53 all the way through. I think it was like probably maybe like 95 at the time that he bought the poster. Sounds about right. Came a little in, earlier. Came in with a soccer ball. 93. I think you're right. Came with a, It was like the 40-year chart, right? Came with a soccer ball and like winged it at me. I'm sitting on my bed. He, he go, practice. It goes high. Coach, <laughs> coach told me to practice. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Kevin Rooney. <laughs> yeah, but he, yeah. Okay. Anyway, threw it at me. Missed. Went high. Hit the poster, which was framed in glass. Shattered. Shatters everywhere. Yo, I still think my dad has it in his basement currently. It's not even framed. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's like on the wall, like in the frame without glass. Like he's like he never even reglassed it. Memories. <laughs> one of my siblings did that. We, there's a photo I think of my sister doing gymnastics, and I guess there was in, in my basement. There's a like a little play area, and one of the siblings and I have four siblings, um, and one of the siblings had thrown I guess a, a moderately hard ball, 
and it hit the glass. But it didn't, like, explode and shatter. It just broke off, like, one triangular piece of glass. And it just sat back in and just tucked down. It was like, all right, there's no mess. Nice. We'll just leave it there. Well, whatever. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's, it's the same like that. I, actually, I, haven't, I don't even know. I haven't checked it in a long time. But it's just nice. been, it sat there for a long time, completely untouched, just glass smashed in and, and, and pushed back. I just thought of two things. Legit. Well, one, tell me. One, tell well, me more. going back to the um, going back to the the, the uh, in, what we were just talking about with the being most scared in your life, whatever it was. Uh, I want to ask you a question, James, regarding uh, when we were up at Yago. Oh, okay. We're which, all which Eagle I Scouts, by which the I, way. Yeah, we're all Eagle we're Scouts. All Eagle That's Scouts. wild, by the way. Right now, three Eagle Scouts sitting at the table. Who would have thought? And before I forget, what year did you get yours? I got mine in nineteen ninety-five. Twenty ten. March 8th, I am 2000. fucking old. You could be my dad. Burp, burp, burp. <laughs> Take All right, the garbage so, out, you son of a bitch. Number one, Mike the Man Bun Darienzo is coming tomorrow to bring us Chipotle. No way. Yes. yes. Yep. yep. True tomorrow? Facts. What's tomorrow? tomorrow Thursday? Thursday. Oh, yeah. What's shit. We have, uh, we have Jamie Latinsky. Oh, you can't even. I just shout, out to, shout out to Jamie Latinsky. He's the man. So, Darienzo was on, Michael Darienzo, a little short story, was on my old podcast, uh, We're Live with Cam and Harry. It's now Brutally Honest, obviously, with Harrison Barrett. And which is the shit, by the way. Absolutely, best podcast ever. And <laughs> I, I'm, and I'm like, oh, you know, I kind of want Chipotle today. I was gonna get Chipotle. I, I want Chipotle tomorrow. I was gonna get Chipotle today, but the line was literally out of the door in the Farmingdale location. I was like, all right. So Mike goes, have Darienzo get it for us. He goes, but call him, and if he doesn't answer, or if he does answer, answer it in the most serious manner possible. So I was like, all right. Yeah, make him seem like it's really Yeah, important. make it seem like it's really fucking important. Yeah. I mean, 12 is pretty fucking serious. It is. It's it's a serious business. And uh, so I called Arienzo, and I'm like, hey, what's up, man? And no answer. I'm like, hey, it's Harrison. Just give me a call when you get a chance. Do me a favor. Call me back. Yeah, this is like so really important. This. It's really important. And I felt so bad leaving this message, right? And I hit end. <laughs> and sure enough, he calls me back like 20 minutes later. He's like, dude, are you all right, man? Like, are you okay? I was like, dude, tomorrow, what are you doing? And he's like, nothing. Why? What's up? And I go... Dude, bring Chipotle to the office tomorrow. <laughs> He's like, you gotta be kidding. extra hot sauce. <laughs> and, and I'm sure he'll be back. He was like, I can't wait. <laughs> He's like, I can't fucking wait for you. All right, to come in. All right, so He's a cool guy. back when we went to Yagu, long time ago. All right, you gotta really hack your brain around this one. At some point during the week, James and maybe Sean Benners don't uh, know. Wait, let's hold on. So, for the people that aren't are listening that don't know what Yagu is, Yagu oh, yeah. is one so, of the biggest scout camps on the East Coast, the Northeast. Yeah, it's in Rhode say. Island. It's in Rhode Island. It's a huge camp. Um, they it's have three divisions, and a lot of kids will go there to get uh, these quote, these merit badges, which is basically we got made fun of a lot. I yeah. mean, we were Boy Scouts. I mean, Cage was awesome. Do? Now but, we're uh, nerds. Yeah, so what you you, you learn everything, and then when you when they think that you learn it to the a proficient skill or a semi proficient skill, they give you a badge for it. That's just for people that are that don't know what it is. Environmental science. About, yeah, <laughs> that was the fucking worst one. Yep. Soil and water conservation. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Too. You need that shit to graduate. Hey, shotgun shooting. That was awesome. I remember yeah, I, I needed like the, one. Uh, I needed one rif- merit badge to get my eagle scout. It was the merit what was the safety. rifle? What was rifle called? What was, rifle rifle shooting. Yeah, I think rifle. What was it called though? Just rifle shooting. Yeah, that's yeah. A you need rifle. You need rifling and archery. I, tr- I could rifling? never get rifling, rifling. because rifling, the barrel rifling this right up your bent. ass, pal. And when I would shoot, the bullets would always be to the left side. I'm like, no, I know I'm hitting that. And then when I used a different gun. It's because you had one shoe on. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? You're off balance. Oh. 
<laughs> no, we're laying down. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are my groupings off to the left? And he's like, oh, you know, they're not yeah, but... close enough to the center. And then sure enough, I used a different gun. And, and finally, I had gotten it, but I wasn't going for the badge at the time. All right, side let me but ask I, my question I, now. I, I want to hear. So you remember the, the CYs, right? The bronze, the silver, the gold CYs? Yeah, I do. Okay. At one point, I don't know. I think it was you. You decided that we were going to go yeah. earn the the gold CY for hiking all of the trails. Way to go, dick. What a dick. <laughs> all right. And we decided we decided to go hike. And we hiked all the trails. And we ended up off the grounds on some roads. Oh, yeah. We were hiking around some neighborhoods. Out of nowhere. And that's pretty far away hold from on, We decided on. to split up. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because we had no clue where we were lost. This is probably the scariest, uh, scariest I've, most scared I've ever been, right? Out of nowhere, you and like three other guys pull up in like a back of a pickup truck. You like hitchhiked. That's right. What happened? What was going on? Resourcefulness, my friend. <laughs> Gotta be. Okay. Please tell me this story because I need to know. Let me, let me tell you something. <laughs> They've been brothers for for life, and Mike still doesn't know the story. I'm That's never crazy. Asked, never asked. The, the index card never got shown. I never know. I'm having a, uh, you know, I don't remember all of it, but I do remember riding in the back of the pickup truck. Um, you know, I'm just thinking we we ended up, I remember, we ended up finding that road, which which you obviously found at the same time or, or you know, later in your journey, and we just uh, ended up finding you on the road. But we came across this road, which we, yeah, we were obviously completely way out of the campground limits, um, which was very typical for things that especially some of those individuals you mentioned before would uh, get into. We seem to always find certain areas or aspects of trouble at that camp. I don't know why, but we seem to do <laughs> that pretty well. Sunk a boat there. Pyromaniac seemed you to be sunk a, a boat. That yeah, was an accident. It was an accident. Yeah, I'll tell you the whole story later. <laughs> Listen, so we, you know, I'll never forget it. It was like the biggest, like, redneck hick i mean the guy's like gun rack was like screaming like murder little kids and i'm like let's get in this fucking truck like let's do this and i was like oh there's some more fucking scouts pick them up you know like holy shit what is going on like that's my brother right there like holy shit grab this dude like we had no idea where we were and thankfully that guy really didn't kill us because i don't know hey we probably would have beat his ass but never seen harold and kumar when they finds uh what's that guy what's the fucking crazy bastard's name in that movie oh my god it's hysterical George Bush? No, no. Uh, <laughs> freak show. Freak show. Yeah, That's a criticizer. Freak show. Nice. Freak show. That was yeah. awesome. I don't know if that was when I was the Make most scared, but Come I was inside. pretty scared that day. I didn't know where the hell I was. That was bad. I was knocking. We were like knocking on doors, Sorry like asking that. where to go. Sorry about that. I'm trying okay. to think. You had I your compass. I mean, the fuck? We had no GPS back then. There was no fucking cell phones. I had a compass. Yeah. Think about that. I mean, we used to have the. Think uh, about that. There was not. There was no such thing as this. I mean, we yeah. didn't have a cell phone. You know what's really crappy about that whole situation? We didn't use like any of our scouting skills to get back to Zero. the camp. That's we just, like, horrible. We just Zero. like freaked the F hitchhiked. out. Hitchhiked. <laughs> Are you me? I hitchhiked. I had the thumb out. That's horrible. <laughs> the I fucking love the compass. Listen, I would have burned that whole woods down. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like they would have found us, okay? They were like, trust me. Smoke oh, show. Man. Whatever. We did so many bad things there. No, nah, we didn't. Yeah, we so had a good time. We did we got, no we, bad things there ever. No, you know, one of the things that we used to do in, at, at Yago, which was which was pretty, which was always always like a fun thing, and it was just like it was kind of just like became tradition. It was tradition. Yeah. It was tradition, right? We so the giant mess hall, right, which was basically the cafeteria where everybody ate, 
And, you know, everything was everything was divided off in sections. I forget if it was, like, based on colors. I think it was just colors, right? So it was like if you were in the red section and the red section was called, you were able to go up and get your food. It was very simple. And yeah. and one person at the table every day was, like, the person that the waiter had to go up and, like, get the food for everybody or whatever, right? The yeah. waiter. Fine. Waiter call. Right, waiter call, whatever. Mike remembers this stuff. I don't. But there was a huge stick, right, because these... The, the way that they would switch on and off, you know, there was no computers. What, what, do you guys remember what camp you were in? It was Sandy Beach. Yeah, Sandy Beach. Oh, you, oh, you guys were in Sandy Beach. Right. Yeah, we're Sandy in, Beach uh, Champs, by the way. Three Point. Yeah, weak. Sandy Medicine Beach Bell? Champs. Three Point. No, no, Medicine Bell, Three Point. Uh, three, and, uh, yeah, Sandy Medicine Bell, Three Point. And Sandy Sandy. We were in Sandy Beach back We were in Sandy yeah. Beach Champs for a long time. However, so they had the big mess hall stick, right, that changed, that where they changed the, it was like this long stick. It was like, I don't even know how big. It was like, it was like a 20-foot you know, like whittled, smooth, like somebody put some serious work into this thing. Well, wouldn't you know, like, you know, 10 o'clock at night, everything's quiet. Here come the Sandy Beach champs into the fucking mess hall, stealing shit, stealing the, stealing the stick, running out. They would chase us for like, forget it. We would get away with the stick. And then the next day in the mess hall was hysterical because they had nothing to change the tables with. So it was like, what do they do? Yeah. Megaphones. It was like the computer system is down. You know, I'm still dealing with this. Oh my god! The computer system was what, a, was well, a twenty foot stick. What about the bananas? Didn't we steal the bananas oh every god, year? I don't. Know. Yeah, the the bananas. So we had our, our. By the way, for anyone who's listening, this is not technically stealing. It was kind of like a tradition. No, no, no. That you, yeah, yeah. The scouts. We, they we got them here. back. They got no, them back. Yeah, they weren't stealing hours. anything. I don't want somebody to be like, "Oh no. my god, they're oh such my a, god. They're, they're fucking crazy no, to steal from a Boy Scout camp." Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was just like it was every division. No, yeah, it was a tradition. It, it was, was more like who can get to it first. This is yeah. what you did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, could that's you steal a, it first. That's exactly. Could, how long could you hold it for? That's exactly yeah. what it was about. And each campground, right? Just like you mentioned, Sandy mm-hmm. Beach, Medicine Bow, and uh, three point. and Three Point. Like for example, I had a lot of friends that. Uh, so like, I grew up actually directly in Nesconset. And for example, like I went to Tacan Elementary School, the kids that grew up in another part of Nesconset that went to Nesconset Elementary School were in a different troop, and they went to Medicine Bow, right? And I became a lot of you know friends, yeah, and they had something else to steal. But we had these bananas, these giant wood. What do you call them? Yeah, they were just these two bananas that would be folk on art. the uh, yeah folk art. Exactly what they were, folk art, and they would sit on the grounds uh, borderline. And it would in the banana when you got to the bananas you were leaving Sandy Beach right it was like you yeah know. and we used to, and oh my god the bananas are gone just one were, well I think one year we so stole funny, so funny. you weren't I don't know if you were there this year but um we you remember you remember Troop Six Mm-mm. they had these great songs so part of the thing was you'd have to like at one point during the week in order to get like your troop uh, spirit badge or whatever to get like get points right you had to get every like our scoutmaster was the worst he's like you gotta get everything and we always had like the cleanest campsite yep. yeah yep. yeah we, we always yeah, had we, the cleanest we, we, we'd always get everything thing. and we'd always, always get we'd always get every star you got there was like eight stars and you had to get all take pictures four, leave four, only footprints yep right and you had to sing so yes yeah, so you had to stand up and you had to sing a song we make a song and whatever there was just one troop it was hey at we if we had two tables they had 16 tables all right they were tremendous they were tremendous. <laughs> well, and they would get up and they were like Troop Six. They all the did best. steroids. Dude, 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 they had these great songs, right? I can't remember them all, but but I remember one of our guys, John Martins, he stole one of their shirts, <laughs> all right? And he stapled it to the banana, right? He got down Savage. Yeah, right? So the next Total morning, savage. next morning, the banana, you wake up and a Troop Six shirt is on the banana, right? Oh. So it's like, or no, 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 I'm sorry. That's wrong. That's wrong. Let me rewind. Troop Six decided to put 
They attacked first, and they got their shirt on the banana as a warning. Mm. Johnny Martin stole the shirt and freaking wore it to breakfast. <laughs> Animal. <laughs> Animal. Animal. And he was like dancing everywhere. It was great. They were However, like, do you know what I did to John Martin's after that? I have no idea. I took my Hershey syrup. And I stole his underwear. <laughs> what did you do with her shirt? Oh. Straight up the flagpole. And I hung it up the flagpole. <laughs> oh. Poor guy. Poor guy. He quit. So <laughs> No, he didn't quit. So to fill, to fill everybody in, too. He went down and became Eagle Scout, like, just like us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not quitters. A moderately serious This was back in the 80s. Place. So, at least from, from my memories of Camp Yacht, because I was there for, I think, four or five years. Um at the end of the, at the end of the camp every, all the all the troops would have to line up on this giant field couple like four or five times i think probably between four and Roll six ball. times the size of a of a football field it was like military yeah it was it was very like military style theme but there was no bullshit that day Zero. and there was yeah like throughout the camp it opening was opening like, and closing oh, ceremonies know, if you can get away from the scoutmasters you can kind of fuck around a little bit but like that was the day that it was like all your shit better be like nice and clean you better, everything better look to the nines. I can't believe we're talking there. about this. Are you uh, a member of the Order of the Arrow? Uh, the Secret Society? I am. I kind of technically am. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Technically, no, you're not. Technically, I mean, I paid for it. Nope. Paid Te- for it. Yes, yeah, so did a lot of people pay for their security certs. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mean they got them. I, I did my own. A lot of people stuff. paid to be an MCSE. But. Don't got it. What When I was doing my Order of the Cheaters. Arrow. I we were we were moving. Uh, I did it at uh, a baiting hollow, and when we were mo- we were moving that's trees, did, that's yeah. what we did ours. Yeah, and we okay. were moving trees. I slipped and fell, and when uh, I fell, you lose. I landed on a rusty screw that got stuck into my arm. Oh my god! So is that why your jaws all locked up? No, no, that's from other recreational activities. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I slammed my arms down, and the screw goes pen- penetrates. These dirty words penetrates my arm and goes in probably about I'd say between a half inch to an inch and I'm like fuck I'm trying, and I'm, and I'm trying to take take my arm off and my arm's not coming off I'm like what the fuck like a and tourniquet it, taking your arm and, off and it looks like <laughs> it looks like this, the the wood is almost like pinching my arm and like won't let it go so so I'm telling the guys that I'm with I'm like come on come on grab a scoutmaster whatever come come help me out so he he comes up and he helps maneuver my arm off it and now it's just like trickling blood down my arm. And he and I look at the uh, the oh. wood and it's just rusty. I mean, ten year old screw that's been sticking oh. out of a plank of wood for forever. So we go to the we go to the 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 first aid section and they're looking at my medical records. Like, yeah, it's like been like nine years, nine nine and a half years since you got your tetanus shot. So I was like, Ouch. all right, and. For anyone, I mean, not Wimp. that there's going to be any little, little like younger Boy Scouts listen to this, but you had to, you had to eat it. They would only give you a very light breakfast. I don't think Boy Scouts exist anymore, do they? No, they still exist. They accept, they accept trannies now. Apparently, yeah, they didn't really feed you. That's you had to like fast. Yeah, you, for the yeah, day. they basically don't feed you for like a whole day. Whatever, we did, we did that. So it's I had to hazing. go to the I hospital. A, I snuck a Snickers, by the way. It's not hazing. Yeah. Get over it, right? Yeah. So I had to go to the hospital. I got my shot my, while I was out. I was like, Mom. I was like, they really haven't fed us. So I was like, you want to hook me up with some Wendy's? So my mom fucking hooked me up. Mommy. With some I, forget, I don't even remember what hospital Mommy. I was in. But she hooked me up with some Wendy's. And then I got back and all the other guys that I was with were like, dude, you fucking scumbag. You got Wendy's. <laughs> we had one egg for lunch. One hard-boiled egg. Yep. And I was like, that sucks. I was like, We didn't have shit. Did yeah. you have to sit in a field for like a good like three hours yep. without yeah, moving? Hours. Yep. Yeah, that was miserable. I was yep. throwing rocks at people. And, yeah, uh, who wasn't? 
So still talking to your neighbor. Yep. What's up, man? How's it going? This sucks. Dude, this Shut sucks. up, man. I'm Why are we gonna be in corner? No, they come. Shh, quiet. Yeah, I'm gonna kick you out. Shh, 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 shh. Man, this blows. <laughs> that's pretty. Got my arrow. That, that was pretty. I think it's uh, funny how we're talking about this stuff that we got on this. Crap, this is yeah. This is fucking crazy. All right, right. we can keep it rolling. We got what the hell? We got seven o'clock. Yeah, as much time as you want. Yeah, I mean, we can go. We can go till we. Oh, I thought morning. this was like an hour long. Okay, uh, an hour, hour, hour and a half. Oh, three okay. hours. My bad. We're only missing scotch. What do you guys want to talk drink about? Drink every night. Mike, Jeez. Mike, was, Mike was Mike was hurting the other day. Mike got fucking loaded on the scotch. I feel like we should give some life lessons to our listeners. I don't remember that night. <laughs> What night was I that? I fucking cannot believe that. Mike comes in the other Oh, night. no. That was Valen- That was the day after Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah I was pretty yeah, loaded that night. Yeah, so Mike comes and I had the lobster thermidor. <laughs> I, actually, I don't even think you were in lobster there. Lobster thermidor. We, uh, Boom. We, I don't know if you were in the office that day. And I see Mike, and Mike strolls in like 20 minutes late. Not. 20 minutes late. I'm sitting not. at my desk. I'm good I wrote to go. Him up. Or, and I can't play True. Mike because I've been hung over at work too many times to count. And uh, True. Never noticed. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm usually pretty good. Functional hungover. And Mike comes in. He's like, dude. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm fucking hurt, man. I'm fucking hurt. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, I drank with boy. I drank. I drank scotch with my boy Joe. What, what's his name? Joe, right? Oh, yeah. Joe Natoli yeah. that night. And I, he's like, I drank I drank scotch with my boy. Uh, I had Joey Nats over, and we yeah. drank. Um, drank scotch with my boy. We drank Joe. half a bottle of McCallan. Yeah. He's like, dude. We drank. We drank. Oh, dude. I'm so fucked. That up. guy loves the Knicks. He loves the Knicks. Is, is, you think he'd be a good podcast guest? Maybe no. we'll get the three of us on. He'd be all right. He'd be fun. He would, yeah. He'd be fun. You got to get Neeks in here. That's what you got to get. Who's Neeks? Emo Neeks. Emo Neeks. Yeah, he's a good guest. But he what works late. He works till nine. He's a loser. Fuck it. I'll do a podcast. Get some good fuck. guests in here. So well, anyway, regardless, yes, we we hung out that night. We were chatting. I'm in the process of like buying a house, so we were just kind of chatting about that stuff. First time home buyer. Yeah. How many first time home buyers we got listening? Like we should we? Right should now. we wait? That's where you cue the crickets. Should we wait? Crickets, crickets. I told you you need a soundboard, bro. Crickets, 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 crickets. All right, all right. I'll I'll, work, I'll figure <laughs> out how to that. Get a little the soundboard. Pepper a little laser in there. Uh, Listen, oh, I'll say this, right? Like first time home buyer, like don't get so stressed out. It's not really a big deal. Like yeah, you're yeah you're making like the most fucking important decision of your entire life, like that and marriage, right? <laughs> Maybe don't, having don't kids, whatever. But like fucking don't worry, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. You can always sell it. Just buy the house. Deal with, you just can't it, right? sell it for then two years. Capital gains, bro. I'm too easy going. That's the thing. You know what? Don't take life too seriously. You never get out of life. Trust so. me, I don't. That's right. So the, the only thing that you can, that's certain in life is death. It's and very taxes. Sa- very statistic way. And taxes. Exactly. You could definitely come on. Who are you fucking kidding? You could definitely avoid taxes. <laughs> it's right. it's tax avoidance. That's right. Not Versus tax, tax evasion. evasion. Should we do another card? Yeah, fuck it. Let's do another card. All off right. the front. I'll pick it. Off the front? Yeah. Just, uh, what, right. I haven't even looked through it. Okay. This is all compliments of Giselle, by the way. These are, I, I do like these, though. These. Are, what is your favorite dirty word and why? Pussy. <laughs> It was so serious before. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I would say my favorite word, dirty word, is moist. Oh, is that a dirty disgusting. word, really? Oh, your the, chicken can be moist. It is. That's disgusting. It's just it's people like don't the like filthiest that word. It's the filthy word. My favorite a lot dirty of people, word is mud. A lot of people don't like that mud? word. Really? I don't have a favorite it's word. It's dirty. <laughs> my favorite dirty word is hard drive. <laughs> it's hard drive. Oh God. Solid. Disc description. Uh, decryption. <laughs> solid states for everybody. Um, 
the let's talk about dirty words that people just don't like to either hear or say. Moist, moist is moist. Is, moist yeah, is I hear there. moist. I think moist is, is like, yeah, moist is like the hatest word. Yeah, hatest, the most hated. Word. See you next Tuesday is a good one. Yeah, definitely. It's my like. F- I don't even want to say. You want to piss me off? Is the fact that the Brits? Yeah, that they use that word like it's. Oh, we yeah. use the word fuck. Interesting. And, yeah, they do. And then when we use it, it's like all hell rains upon us. That's some accent, by the way. And they had dirty in front the, of it a lot. It just gets me going. Dirty. Dirty cunt. You can yeah. say it. We're not We're not offending you, anybody. You can yeah, say you it. Yeah, you are. You are offending people. You're offending no, me. millennials. You're offending the me. The people that were offending. Oh, really? They, they'll, they'll have to pull their bootstraps up and... What you doing right now, millennial? Boys. All right, let's move on. What do you got? What, what I, didn't like, I didn't like that topic. That topic's boring. You picked it. <laughs> you told me to pick directly from the front. All right, come on, Howard. Stop. All right, fine. I'm going to pick from the middle. Jesus, why don't you slam it a little harder? Shaking all I got. I got to get, get gas-powered uh, mic booms. What's all the right. uh, what's the fraternity you're in again? Kappa Sigma? Kappa Sigma. You know my Lambda Chi Alpha? Yes, I do. We're we interna- can't do this one. International fraternity. Can't do that one. Let me tell you something. We When I went, when I went down there, first semester, we had this... Uh, there was this party. It was actually, it was actually the party, right? So like before, before school got started, right? The kickoff party of the year was actually held at the fraternity that I joined. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't know that really at the time when I had gone down there. Um, you know that this was like the party of all parties. I kind of learned that after the fact, but I was at that first party. Mm-hmm. And it was called Disorientation. And <laughs> oh it was fucking incredible. Let me tell you something. We had this amazing fraternity house. It was such a fucking dump. But we must have had... There must have been about 2,000 people on the, uh, within the house and on the property. And this wasn't, like a, this wasn't like a huge house or anything like that. Very modest. Very modest place. But my God, I would do anything to go back. I know that... Uh, you're a, you're still a youngster, but uh, a little youngin, a little youngin, man. I, well, anybody listening that's still in college, cherish those days. My God, Sean, my <laughs> God, Sean McNearney. Sean, Mc- yeah. You know the one the one mistake I, I don't want to say I made, but um, I never went away to college. So, anybody listening that's thinking about going away to college, do it. Yeah. And go to you know, university. You know, I feel I am so much more worldly than this guy over here. You feel you're more worldly than me. Um, I, I just want to point battle. out that, that battle royale. You J- feel you're more worldly. James just yeah, that's, nodded. That's me. correct. That's correct. Nodded his head at Michael. That's but correct. Michael has a secret past that I'm well, sure he's about to reveal to us. The only reason that I would say that I'm not more worldly is because he's done more traveling. And when I say worldly, that doesn't necessarily mean where you've gone and what you've experienced. But I guess that might mean the definition of. And by traveling, we mean Michael was a very high end escort. I was a high end escort, exactly. So that was his dirty secret past. (laughs) Gave lots of anal. Gave? Possibly. Mm. Giver's game. Givers gain. That's Givers correct. gain. It wasn't it, supposed to make sense. Uh, little Givers little, gain little aids. Pro tip for anyone listening: um, if you meet somebody and you're trying to network, uh, givers gain. So give them references, and you will gain big time. That's true. That's a, that's actually the motto of BNI. Let me just say this: by going away to college, I think you by moving far away from your parents. Forget about college. Just move far away from your parents, and you will, I think, by far have a much better, uh, you know. 
responsibility level of everything that you need to worry about mm-hmm. living on your own, right? So, yeah. you know, not that not to say that, you know, it's a hard thing to do laundry, but there's something about living on your own, doing your own laundry or sure. living on your own, cooking by yourself or whatever the case and just yeah. kind of figuring yeah. things out versus, uh, you know, even people that go to college, you know, I was just talking to my wife about this. She went to CW Post and uh, we always uh, we always have good conversation about it. And, uh, you know, I poke fun, like, you didn't go away to school, like, even though you lived, uh, you lived on Long Island, but still, you... You come home every weekend. Yeah, you didn't didn't go away, right? Eat a good meal by mom and dad. Yeah, Yeah, I I was in that boat. Yeah, and and listen, that's all good. doesn't make you... uh, Yeah, what college did you go to? Obviously, not not a bad person. I went to Farmingdale for two years. Oh. And And then I ended up going to Dowling, but at the time when I was going to Dowling, I had my own apartment in Bayport. So I was living in Bayport, going to Dowling, you know, I wasn't... it was. More or less being, you know, my own dorm, really. I was yeah. in the apartment. I was in those apartments on the corner of Montauk and Nichols. Yeah, the one that your cousin kicked in. Well, yeah. But that's, that's right. He burned that mother that's down. That's because the girl, the girl I was dating at the time left a pot on the stove and the place went on fire. <laughs> so, yeah, my cousin Jason, the arson. fireman. Yeah, needless yeah. to say. Jason needed something to do. Wink. Kicked the door in. <laughs> Actually, it wasn't Jason's door. It was my neighbor who thought we were in the house kicked the door in. Oh really? Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. Hmm. But um, either way, I'm sure Jason will be on here one day. Maybe I'll get the three of you guys on here. That would be terrible. Uh, that's why I, I want to do it. He got Google. He's a, he's awesome. Is that awesome. a Larry? He's, he's got a, he's a he's a witty Harrison. Mofo. He's a very. Witty you have Google mofo. Maps on that apparatus in front of me? Uh, yes, I do. Check out check out the place Fajira. That's weird. That's a weird name. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like a very dirty name. Very dirty. My favorite dirty word, by the way, Fajira. Hmm. Interesting. Let's pull this bad boy. Check out here. the Hilton and Fajira. The Hilton and Fajira. How do yeah. you even spell? How does one go about spelling? I don't Fajira? know. I'll get you started though. It's in Abu Dhabi. Wow. Yeah. Why do you know that? He's been there. Cause I've been there. I hung out there on the beach. Oh, that's right. So that place is. So legit. Are we gonna tell him about your past? Or are we not gonna tell him about your past? You can say no if you don't want. My past? Yeah. I was a. Um, I was a flight attendant, for a, privately held airline. I don't know. That did, um, you know, uh, Beaches mili- in the sky. B- did military contract work. So I don't even have Wi-Fi in here. Why? John what? Are you me kidding me? I wow. mean, I have Wi-Fi here. I just don't. I haven't connected. Connect to Teedleys. <laughs> Connect into the Teedly five G. Well, anyway, it's 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 not like it. Anyway, yeah, I did uh, contract work. We flew military tra- troops from various Air Force bases throughout. What are you doing over there? What on earth was that? I'm sorry. Let me rephrase this. I was a stewardess, and I flew across the country. Anyway, check out that place and let me know uh, who's more worldly. Hilton Fajira. Anyway, it's not Listen, important. you have to... It's, it's all good. We're, this is not a competition. Yeah, exactly. I got Hilton I'm Fiji. just saying to people out there listening. Not the Fiji. It's not Fiji. It doesn't matter. Anyway... What else you got for us? I'll tell you a couple Mixed good books master. to read. A couple good books? Yeah. yeah, yeah I like books. On. There's a book called uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. You ever heard of it? I have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you were telling us about that. Robert Kiyosaki? Robert Kiyosaki. Good good man. Good book. Talks about the um, differences between uh, basically two dads uh, that had two completely different outlooks uh, about money. And um, it's interesting because what one thought was risky, another one didn't. And uh, 
what uh, the other dad thought was risky, the other one didn't. So it's interesting that um, you can have two different views about the same topic and, you know, maybe be completely misled about uh, what's really happening out there. Nice. These guys are flipping through. Yeah, that's the, gyro. that's the place. By the way, for anyone right that's going to look at this. That's the place. Uh, How do you spell it? Go uh, ahead yeah, spell I, I got to tell people. Uh, F-U-J-A-I-R-A-H. So it's the Hilton Fajira Resort in Dubai. Yeah. It's in Abu Dhabi, United Arab Emirates. It's uh it's definitely a beautiful hotel. That's that's for damn sure. I'll tell you what, I've been to uh, Tel Aviv as well and that was uh quite an experience. Uh, the Mediterranean Sea on that coast. You're not yeah. allowed to disclaim what company you work for. What's that? You're not allowed to disclaim what company you work for. I'm not? No, are you? What do you mean, North American Airlines? Oh, We're out right. of business. They uh it was part of a, an airline called World. So it was World, ATA, and North American. They were all th- three sister airlines. World and ATA did scheduled service, and, and North American did chartered service. So we had a contract through the federal government to fly military troops through uh, their various Air Force bases to mainly Germany and Kuwait. And sometimes you'd get special flights. I've been to Iraq. I've been all over the Middle East. I've been to um, uh, parts of Russia. I've been to... Uh, places near Russia, near China, Japan, you know, you name it, I've been. But um, unfortunately, after the presidency of uh, Obama, they went out of business, really, because he, you know, uh, ended the Bush war, more or less. Um, So that's just how it goes with those types of things. I was lucky enough to end up uh, working for James. So that's, that's it. Yeah. But um, working for James is pretty cool. It's definitely really cool. Get to be on this podcast. You do. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> that is true. Which we have the, no idea what the hell this podcast is even about, do we? No, I, I mean, I, I would say we got in now a good amount of uh, of uh, business. I did. Yeah, I did want to cover some business because I know that you guys are brothers, and 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 from what <clears throat> I've heard from people being being in business together with with your brother, uh, whether or not you're going, you you both split it or what uh, is. Uh, one is the owner and the other one is the the vice president and um, that's a that's a difficult responsibility to, to carry both on both of your shoulders. Me, I'm just whatever a small kid from Bayport. Well, listen, well you're not so small actually, so uh, a little fluffy, a little fluffy. You know, a lot of people always ask me, um, you know, and not to not to discredit Mike or anything because he does an amazing job here at the company. Um, but the company was the company was started actually by myself and a college buddy, and um, I learned a lot in college actually hanging out with a with a few guys that were really big into hacking, and I didn't really realize what I was learning at the time, but I was learning um, I was learning different styles of hacking and different things to uh, break into, and it, it was pretty amazing actually. What I ended up really looking back on, what the things that we did, um, you know, at at college and whatnot. But when I came out of college, um, this guy and I, we started the company. And um, this was actually in 2005. We both worked at the same company. Uh, we were working for, we were working for a company that took care of all the Long Island school districts. Uh, so you heard me mention earlier about one of the one of the districts um 
And we took care of all a lot of the districts. There's really only a few players on Long Island that still do that type of work. But we were basically IT support to uh, to take care of the districts. And um, we basically quit. We basically quit about the same time, which was just shy of about a year. We started the company in the summer of 2005. We got a couple of clients over over about eight months or so. And uh, I think it was about May 2006. I had uh, I had just got done reading that book, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, in that book, it tells you to basically. There's a lot of lot of things we could talk about, but basically, it talks about becoming a business owner. It talks about owning real estate, and I just I just saw that as the the path to, you know, kind of the right kind of the right move for me, right? So. Um, I took that upon myself to buy a house. Um, shortly after I bought the, bought the house, like within a month, I ended up quitting my job. Everybody thought I was crazy. My parents wanted to kill me, by the way. They told me, don't do it. Don't quit your job. Are you sure you want to buy this house? I mean, these are these are the things that were being said to me. And, um, you know, shortly after, uh, in business, starting out as a startup company, we weren't, uh, there was actually like a whole month span that we weren't able to pay us. Um, you know, when you do work for a customer, people think like, you know, you're collecting the, you're walking out with the cash. Well, that's not always, that's not always the case. You know, you, you send a bill and hopefully they pay it, you know, and they pay it on time. Well, if they don't pay it on time, now you just create another job for yourself. You start chasing money. So, you know, in a small business, it's very hard when, you know, it's very hard to keep the cash flow moving in a positive direction for you, for you, you know, to be able to grow. And I remember that. My partner and I, back in 2006, we weren't able to take a paycheck for like two weeks. And, um, you know, I look back on it now and thankfully, thankfully that other gentleman decided to say goodbye. He couldn't, couldn't handle that, uh, you know, couldn't handle that aspect of, you know, of, of basically what happened. At least that's my, you know, we, we really didn't speak about, you know, uh, it directly in detail, but essentially... That was what happened, and uh, we were forced to say goodbye to each other, and then kind of the rest is, is history. I went on and um, bought a company called uh, Halon, Halon Technology Group, and, uh, and that company came with some customers, and I had another partner for a little while, and uh, I ended up buying out the rights to the rest of that, and, uh, you know, and just slowly kept growing and growing and growing, and uh, finally... Um, kind of dis- dissolved the rest of that Halon technology company and uh, my old partner back in like 2011 slash 12. And that's when the uh, Nerds That Care was actually born. Um, you know, and through that time we were, we were one per you know, I was one person, I was two people. I ended up being, you know, three people, ended up adding a whole bunch of guys at a, at a time when we really um, started becoming the nerds and really hit the ground running with the new brand and, you know, a lot of a lot of the challenges I had with my partner, we didn't see eye to eye. You know, like if uh, if there was money left over at the end of the year, you know, I wanted to hire somebody. He wanted to put it in his own pocket. So, you know, while I was while I was all about growing the company and doing more things for my employees and better my infrastructure, let's say, you know, I'm building our software strategies and different things that help our uh, help support our clients. You know, these things were. Um, things that I looked to move the company forward and my partner, you know, did not. So it was great that I was able to really, I really got lucky. I mean, 
really it could have probably been a shit show to say the least from stories that I hear but both these guys wanted out and I wanted them out at the same time that they wanted out so you know a lot of people say things happen for a reason those things definitely happen for a reason and uh, here we are today you know so uh, you know I I do own a hundred percent of the company um, and while Mike does work for me I look to you know I look to treat uh, I look to hopefully be able to take care of everybody someday you know one of the goals with the company is to hopefully take it to really the extreme next level I some you know I do talk about it about taking the company to uh, you know taking the company public someday which would be tremendous and we talk about we have to uh, you know it takes about five years we've kind of calculated with certain things and certain things that we need to do and kind of setups and investors and some other things but you know if that does happen everybody that works for this company is going to be very well taken care of, you know, and that's something that if the guys can kind of get on board with ahead of time, you know, or right out of the gate, you see, they, it shows in their performance. It shows how they work. It shows that they, they know what we're here to do and the goals that we set and hopefully uh, kind of get us to the next level. So everybody knows who the nerds that care are, you know? So for, for Mike, do you want to add to that, by the way? Before that was, was a long winded, uh, that was pretty minutes. much perfect. Yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, what happened? I blacked out. Yeah, uh, oh, God. so what is for people that may have may own their own business, um, and are looking to possibly move to that next level? What does going public entail, both on our end, the investors or the IPO end, and how would that affect a company like this? Because I'm sure that. The people that are going to be listening to this podcast, uh, based on my connections and stuff like that, it's either going to be people that are, or moving up the corporate corporate totem pole. They're in a small business right now, or they're working at their parents' small business or small medium sized business, and they're probably wondering, hey, you know, maybe maybe taking it public would be a, a good option for us. What is what are some of the benefits that you gain, the the negatives you gain, and stuff like that? It's a pretty it's a, there's a lot going on in that question, but let's just say this, that, you know, I'm not an M and a expert. I'm not a merger and mm-hmm. acquisition expert. I'm not a, um, you know, I'm not a IPO. Uh, you know, there are companies out there mm-hmm. that will help you take your company public. I'll leave it at that. I'll kind of say that, you know, I see things very black and white and when it comes to a lot of things and when I see something, you know, that I really have, that I really can see a target on. I really know that I don't care if, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to hurt anybody in my way, but I know that, I know that path that I need to go from, let's say, point A to point B. And it's something to me that, for whatever reason, becomes very concrete in my brain, let's say. So, for example, I read the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It said, let's just say, for lack of a better term, as raw as it gets, You'll never become rich being an employee. Let's just say that that's a statement in the book. Okay. So I knew right away, I need to quit being an employee. I need to start my own business. So I really take it that literally. I mean, it took me a year to read that book and to quit my job. And I, and like, you know, maybe you want to say it like, okay, wow, that, that guy's brainwashed. Like he read that book and he was able to just quit his job because he read something. Yeah, I guess I was, you know? So in that book, it says, well, the ultimate finish line of your business is going public. The day that you go public, you start printing money. Printing money. I mean, I don't know anybody that doesn't want to print money. I mean, 
I'll say it again. The day you go public, you start printing money. I mean, yeah, it's not an easy task, you know, but I have the mm. desire. I have the desire to potentially take my business to that level if it can benefit a lot of people. Now, I don't want to do it at the expense of anybody. I want to do it at the, at the expense of my family, right? Time away and all these different things that I have to sacrifice. I don't want it to hurt my clients in any way, shape, or form, right? Yeah. So a lot of times people say, oh, my God, he's... Or these guys are selling the company. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? We're going to have to find a new, you know, we're going to have to find a new company to support us. So I don't want that to happen either, you know. And then, you know, and, and really in equal breath, my employees, right? So how can I take care of them, you know, when when Google, right? I mean, everybody says, well, Google, you know, they're Google. Well, they weren't Google all the time, right? They were, yeah. they were two guys. They were three guys. They were 10 guys. They were 20 guys. I mean, you know, I don't know if I have the statistic right, but I'm pretty close. But the first 50 employees or 100 employees that actually were employed at Google were all made millionaires the day that the company went public. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't know. That sounds pretty cool to me. And like I'm sounding maybe, uh, you know, a little naive in what I'm saying, but these are facts. You know, these are these are things that are real to me. These are things that I feel um, I can do with the right team in place. I think that is extremely important. Um, I think that people that work for me need to have a level of, you know, level of expertise in certain, certain things, but also see the big picture. Um, you know, and that's, that's kind of my stance on it. You know, will we ever get there? Man, it would be really cool to do that. You know, if, if we don't, will I be disappointed? Well, it's one of my goals. So, yeah, of course I'm going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like anything else. So, you know, people say, wow, that guy, that guy Rocker is really thinking about taking his company public. That's a joke, right? I mean, people in my family still think my company is a joke. You know, yeah. some of my friends. It's, all, it's the hardest thing right? to some impress my, your family. Some of my friends think my company is a joke. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. Like, th that's okay to me because they're still my friends. I love them. They may never understand. And, and that's okay. You know, like, I don't expect them to. Sure. You know, but... For me, it's my dream, and I want to take all these amazing people with me. I want to take my clients with me. I mean, you know, I, I have I have dreams of you know putting a new system in XYZ company. I don't want to say any names. XYZ company because you know, like I know they maybe can't afford to do so. So like, if I can get my company to a place and and give back and do all these things to the people that have helped me get to where we are today. Sure. Looking no, off, I agree with looking you. Looking awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Well said. I love giving back, you know, and and that's that's huge too. Good shit. You know, Harrison, I'll add I'll add to your question a little bit as far as uh, companies going public, and uh, you know, I'm not an expert in any means as as well. Um, but you know, you got to show value for the company. You know, you got to make people understand or show to investors that there's something here of value for future growth. You know, and and that word uh, right there, growth. You, know, you got to be able to show quarter after quarter growth potential, you know, every quarter. So right, and you have to have something scalable. You have to have yeah. something that um, that you can take anywhere, you know. And that's what we can actually do with this business. We can take the nerds that care right now. We can put ourselves in some, you know, some place in Texas, Florida, California, whatever, you know, anywhere on the map, technically. You hire somebody from that area that's got 
good skills about the about the area and and you build and and you build from there you know you mm-hmm. you start you start just branching out so what we have here i think is something special um i see it all the time i mean look at look at the guy we spoke to yesterday i'm not saying any names but you know come on we spoke to a local uh it competitor mm-hmm. of a takeover that we're taking over for for a specific client and it's incredible it's like holy God almighty, this guy helps them with their technology. Jeez. It's like, I feel like we are far light years ahead mm-hmm. of yeah. just where the certain competition is. Don't get me wrong. There's great competition out there. There are great IT companies out there. I don't yeah. want I'm not saying that, you know, we're the best. I mean, Long Island says we're the best three years in a row until these new bozos came in. But listen, you know, it's like, whatever it is, what it is. But Man, it's you know it's scary, and to think that the things that we're doing here, I think, are special, you know, okay. and that's because we really care about what the client needs, right? Um, not what we want; it's what they need, and how we can help them manage their needs mm-hmm. in an organized fashion and get things done expeditiously to their frustrations, basically. Yep. Deep. Yeah. Fucking. Fucking. So deep. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I love how you can extracting those pain points and then fulfilling the need. It's like know? Lee says, the pain funnel. Yeah. The pain. Oh, well, she'll be on. Tell she, me I how think you feel she'll about probably that. be on. I'm hoping next it's week. It's like Lennon says, week. I am the walrus. <laughs> like says? Lennon, I am the walrus. <laughs> All right. Good shit. What do you mean? I think on that note, we'll wrap this bitch up because we just, we just went fucking deep. We uh, did. The, I don't know. Listen, I don't I don't know savage AF. People. You have to edit this fucker, but you know. I don't. I, I listen, don't we know. really. I don't know how to edit. I don't know what you want to call this, but uh, we got into a lot of things tonight. From uh, thank we God did. we didn't talk about politics. My God, but we talked about uh, scouts and adventures and uh, a lot of shit. Worldly adventures and choke slamming. <laughs> a little bit about business. A little bit about stocks. That's um, good. Hey, you guys will be on again soon. Um, we love it, man. Thanks so much. You guys. Yeah, thanks for having us, Harrison. No problem, guys. The, uh, it was a pleasure. And this is uh, Brutally Honest with Harrison Barron. And look forward to the next show. Take care.